Shabbos, Chavav Kislev, Beis Chanukah, Hey Tov Shin Gimel. And again, I'm reading the Shurim as is our custom. It Mevarchem Nechedes Shvat. This is Shabbos Mevarchem Nechedes Shvat. Teis, the Kapai Bet Gavaldik. Amidus Kol Atilim Bashkama. The custom is to say Tilim early in the morning. I have to tell you that I had a Malamid who was from Russia. But when I had him as a Malamed, he was mamish, he was fresh from Russia. And he was very freaked out by the modern Lubavitch. He said, in Russia, they said, till him six in the morning. On the Shabbos Mavarchim, he got up for talk, he said, till him, Bashkama. Here, Dashkama is halach, the free, and people can't roll out of bed for that either. To him, it was incredible. It says in Dayem Yem, they somehow had Dayem Yem, they said, till him, early, early in the morning, they finished saying Tilda would learn Hasidus, as you see momentarily, and, uh, and then they davened. But Tilda was Bashkama, it was early in the morning. Shiurim, Chumish, Vayeshev, Shvi, Epirish Rashi, Tilda, Kofites, Matal, Lechachti, and Tanya, Perik, Beis, Nevshashen, and Stilberaches. Shoy. So now we're going to be talking about Shabbat Mavarchim. Understand that in the Hayyam Yayim there's 13 months, so there's 13 Shabbat Mavarchims. But this, of course, is the first one. The Hayyam Yayim starts with you. That's Kislev, so the first Shabbat Mavarchim, the Shabbat Mavarchim Tevis. So the Rebbe here incorporates the Minhagim of Shabbat Mavarchim. Just like there's a Minik to say Tilim every day, so we finish Tilim in a month. This is part of Chitas. And we discussed at length in one of the earlier classes that the source of this custom was the year the previous Rebbe was arrested, Tafresh Pezayin. That that year in Simchas Teir, he spoke a lot about saying Tilim. And he said that this Tilim saved him. He didn't know how he would survive the year. And that saying Tilim helped him get through the year. And that's the beginning of what later became Chumish Tilim Tanya Chitas. When the Hayyam Yayim was printed, it became Chitas. Chumish Tilim Tanya. Which is the same for everybody to learn about Shachumish every day, to learn a piece of Latanya every day, and to say a Shia Tilim. So there's the Tilim that we say over the course of a month. In addition, before the Shabbos, before the Shchedesh, the Shabbos that blesses the new month, we try and say the whole Tilim. And there's a different Ayyam Yayim, which we don't have here, but we'll get to it later on, where the Rebbe says that saying Tilim Shabbos it affects us, our children, and our grandchildren. So it's a pretty serious thing. You say Tilim, it's a, it's a brach in many different ways. Now, I'm reading the entry of the Yem Yem of Shabbos Chavav Kislev. You see what I'm reading? Yem Hisvados. It's a day for Shabbat Yenishin. Talamata, that year, Tavshin Gimel was the day they started saying Saint Talamata. It was December 4th or 5th. First you make Adala, then you say Chanukah. But before you say First you make Chanukah, and then you make Adala. Now I believe I already spoke about Hisvados. The Rebbe speaks; he calls it Yem Hisvados. I think that in this series of classes, I already talked about the significance of Achsid Shafabrenyan. Uh, the significance of Achsidish Vabrengen cannot be emphasized enough. And one of the things about the Achsidish Vabrengen is that it's very difficult to articulate because exactly what is being achieved. Achsidish Vabrengen are first and foremost a getting together of people in a warm, friendly 
friendly atmosphere, a loving atmosphere. That's what it is. Everything else is on some level secondary. In other words, it was conceivable for Chassidim to get together and sing. And that's it. Shalachayim and sing and sing and sing. I heard from a Yid recently. There's a family their father comes from Poilum and they had his first yard such recently they made Achlas Sefer so I was talking to one of the relatives and I asked him how did they come to Lubavitch his father his grandfather has this he knew Tanya by heart she became a Lubavitch Chassid. He said, how did he come to Lubavitch? He, said, he was in the camps in Germany, parking after the war, in the DP camps, the displaced person camps. And he's walking by and he's hearing people singing. Well, it was the middle of the night. Okay, people are singing. He wakes up an hour later, they're singing the same thing. He wakes up an hour later, they're still singing. He never heard anything like this in his life. He had to check it out. So he put it with his negavos, he put it in his clothes, and he came in and he never left. A chassidish of is not necessarily defined by speeches or by talks or by thoughts. A chassidish of is, it's the cooker, it's the libun, it's the, it's the, it's the pnimiz bren that makes the ideas of chassidus into living chassidim. How this magic takes place is hard to appreciate, but it does. You know, the halacha was, you take an earthenware keili and you prepare it. And you don't put it in the oven and bake it at a high temperature, it's not a keili. The, the heat doesn't change its form, but the heat solidifies it, it gives it power. Achsidish fabrengin is the power, it's the fire of chasidis, and it makes chasidis real in the experience of chasidim. So the Rabbi and Bechla were in favor of frequent fabrengens. I think I mentioned this to you uh, more than once, that uh, in Tovshin Memchas 1988, was the Rabbi made a mitzvah of a birthdays. So, there were fabrengens every month in Donnerstick. Every month they had was a fabrengen. And a woman, a mother, wrote a letter to the rabbi complaining that the boys are not learning anything. The whole night they sit in Fabreng, not just on Thursday night, but every night, and uh, there's nothing going on. And she was expecting that the rabbi should, so to speak, condemn it. And the rabbi answered her that she should do inquiries whether they Fabreng any less frequently in Lubavitch. <laughs> the rabbi didn't have a problem with it. In, in the Lubavitch, have a Lubavitch. In other words, Fabreng and Ishan were a very, very significant and a very, very important part of life. They defined, they gave reality, they were the, the slow cooker of Hasidus. You know, when you cook things too quickly, right? They burn. But on the inside, they're still raw. If you want something to cook properly, and especially if you want it to retain its moisture, you have to cook it very, very slowly. It takes a very, very long time, but the heat creeps in all the way till the essence, and all the moisture is retained. Chassidish Fabrengen is a slow cooker. A slow cooker, not that it doesn't have a lot of energy, but that the whole idea is the Shriya. You're going to see Mitchum later on, he speaks about how you kasher meat. And one of the steps of kashering meat is soaking it in water. Right, you have to rinse it. Then you salt it, and then you rinse it. You rinse it again. It soaks in water. What's the what's the common for soaking it in water? It everything becomes realer from the shriya, from the sitting in it, and the sitting in it is amongst other things. And there's is a good thing to have chesedish vabreng inishin, and there are specific times when we must have chesedish vabreng inishin, and one of those is Shabbos and Barachim. Shabbos and Barachim must be a vabreng.
I'm reading the text. Next paragraph. B'yem Shabbos Kedish. Shemavarcham HaChodesh. This is a letter from Friedrich and Rebbe. Every Shabbos, when you bless the new month, and you should know that I heard from people who know that all the way back to the times of the Alter Rebbe, Shabbos Mavarchim was special. The Alter Rebbe had Takonas Liyazna, had rules when people could visit him. And one of the times that was especially permitted was Shabbos Mavarchim. Some Rabbeim didn't say Chasidus every Shabbos. They said Chasidus only Shabbos Mavarchim. Shabbos Mavarchim was always special. Additionally, as you know, the Friedrich Rebbe told the Rebbe to fabreng Shabbos Mavarchim. The official time the Rebbe fabreng was Shabbos Mavarchim. Everything else was a generosity. But Friedrich Rebbe, Shabbos Mavarchim, the Rebbe was a Betzuba Marisa, the Friedrich Rebbe instructed him that he has to fabreng Shabbos Mavarchim. And the Rebbe fabreng, David Shabbos Mavarchim. So, Hashkim Babakir, early in the morning, should gather in Shul, to say the entire Tilim. When they finish saying Tilim, Yilmadu Kishah, they should learn for about an hour. That everybody should be able to understand that Maimit. And after they say Tilim and learn Chsidis, they should have. When should the fabregen of Shabbos of Archim take place? Kifi Hazman, Shiyak Bilu, according to the time that they would fix. Masim Lutnoi Amokim, based on the conditions of that place. Mikaim Dirasam Vahatzlacham Begor, the place where they live for success. Now I must say that these words can be deceiving, and I'm not sure if I'm correct, but I'll tell you what I think. Mikaim Dirasam sounds like their homes, but there's a later Ayyemiyem where it's written. Malava Malka is in homes. We're going to get to it later on. The Rebbe has a different Ayyem Yem, which it would be wonderful if we kept. But the, the meaning was that in every shtetl, every Shabbos afternoon, the Mashpiyah said Chsidis, Chazat Chsidis. Shabbos Mavarchim and other times do a Fabregen Nishn in Shul and during the winter time for sure every month of Shabbos was a Malava Malka and the Malava Malka took place in the homes of the Hasidim and they would uh, they would take turns or a Pihagoyed or whatever the arrangement was where the Malava Malkas would take place and Hasidim would actually come to these Malava Malkas sometimes it's very difficult you try to have Malava Malka with your own children it's hard enough to get out is very difficult but the meaning of Hasidim is that every month of Shabbos was a Malava Malka and the Malava Malka was not in Shul it was in the homes of the Hasidim but the Fabregen Nishn were so when he writes over here, he means the cities they live in, not the homes they live in, but the cities where they live. After you say Tilm Shabbos Mavarchim, Yehimru Kaddish Yosem. At the end of the Tilm, someone should say Kaddish. If someone has an obligation to say Kaddish, whether it's a yard site or an ovo, Yehimru Kaddish Yosem. After they call Sefer, then Kaddish Yosem should be recited five times. It's, it is a whole letter from the Rebbe where the Rebbe talks about the importance of saying Kaddish and saying the correct number of Kaddish. The Rebbe writes that if it would be up to him, in every minion we would say all the Kaddish, and if there's no Yosem. The per, in other words, no chiv, no one who has an obligation to say Kaddish. The person who has no parents should say the Kaddish. And the Rebbe even writes that if every single person in the shul has both parents, it will be still appropriate, in theory at least, to say all the Kaddish, because there's all kinds of mystical significances in the Kaddish, in addition to the Aliyah and the for the person on whose behalf the Kaddish is being recited. Okay. And again... I don't know what else to add. These are Menhagi Hasidim. Let's go to the next page. And again, we spoke about Fabrengenish already. I don't want to repeat what we discussed. So let's go 